1: Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. I'm very excited. Today, as always, we have another amazing six-figure-plus online entrepreneur with us. His name is Sam Knickerbocker. Sam, you're calling in from Mesa, Arizona. How are you today?
2: Super fantastic. It's a beautiful day. Weather's great. It's warming up.
1: Uh, I'm glad to hear that. It's very nice here in the Miami area as well. Thanks for taking the time out of your day and just jumping on to share your value with my audience. I really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm happy to be here.
1: Okay, so now your business is called Fuel Your Legacy, and you're a legacy expert. Can you tell everybody out there what it is that you do and who you serve in your business?
2: Sure. For me, I believe, my core belief is that we're all creators, and we all have a purpose to be on this planet, and that purpose is worth being remembered. You're worth being remembered. Your activity, who you are, and who you become, and your character is worth being remembered. And most of the time, when i meet with people, it's if they're doing anything to... The other part is spent towards one of two things, either getting more time or getting more money. And so when we're talking about legacy, we're talking about you're going to be remembered the way that you live rather than the way that you want to be remembered. So how can we help you live more intentionally, live a more meaningful life, live a more meaningful legacy On a daily basis so especially if you're an online entrepreneur or you're just new to the entrepreneur game it's easy to hide behind a camera it's easy to hide behind your computer but what real impact are you having and maybe you're having a massive impact are you advertising it properly so that other people know that's the impact you're having and so that's really what the crux of where legacy experts come in is how do we help you be remembered the way you want to be remembered in your clients eyes and your family's eyes in the next three generations' eyes, in the country's eyes. like How do we help you be remembered the way you want to be remembered?
1: Got it. Now, Sam, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into this? Because I know going to school, most people don't say, I'm going to be a legacy expert when I grow up. Sure.
2: Yeah. So actually, I grew up 7th of 11 children in what we would consider poverty in America. My parents were Pizza Hut drivers. We were living on government church assistance, and life was rough. In fact, the house that they moved into right after I was born was a second story house that had been condemned by the city due to a faulty foundation. Somebody tried to build a second story on a house that was only made for one story. And that actually ended up being a really good analogy for people's financial situations in their life is they try and scale their businesses. They try and scale their life on a single story foundation before doing the foundational work to really Align themselves and make sure that they're actually building towards the right end. There's nothing wrong with building a skyscraper or a little rambler. The question is, did you do the work necessary to be able to build a skyscraper? And that's huge because most of the financial work that people need to do has nothing to do with numbers, has nothing to do with bank accounts or financial strategies or anything. It has to do with what do I believe about money? What are my core beliefs about money? And so I went to school for neuropsychology. I didn't go to school for finance or or legacy or anything. I went to school for neuropsychology to figure out how can I help families be happier? How can I help them live more intentionally? How can I help them love more, less abuse, less anxiety, less depression, less divorce, less malnutrition, more joy, fulfillment, camaraderie, connection. And what I found was that most people, if they were able to figure out two things, money and time, they would live a more intentional existence. And so that's when I shifted more into the legacy. How can I help them build that. And I've loved it ever since I shifted into it. It's been extremely rewarding, fulfilling. I get filled, my clients get filled, and they feel like they finally have a guide that understands their inner works, not just trying to pitch products and services and all products and services to them. Let's do some inner work and find out where we're at and what are we trying to build? And then align your priorities with the result you're trying to accomplish. And then everything else makes sense. It's wow, We turned on the lights to our life. And now we know how to move the way we want to move.
1: That's phenomenal. Now tell me when somebody comes to work with you, Sam, what is the process like? What's gonna happen?
2: Yeah, so the first process is they come in, we meet on Zoom and we just find out frankly, if we jive, if we connect, right? Because the worst thing that you could ever do is work with somebody you don't get along with. It's just not fun. It's not fun for me, it's not fun for you. So the first step is just let's hop on a call, see if we're even a good fit. If we decide we're a good fit, we like each other's personality, we like how we communicate and we can learn from each other, then we take you through a process of really outlining, where's your time going? Where are your resources going? And then identifying your priorities. And then the cool thing is I'm just a guide. I'm not really telling you what to do. I'm just going to turn on the lights. I'm going to be a safe space, no judgment. I'm just say, look, where are you at? I've got clients in law. I've got clients who make money all different places. I don't care how you make your money. What I care about is... Are you being fulfilled doing that? And is the money that you're making, is it going towards more fulfillment or is it just being wasted, flushed down the toilet at the coffee station, the the gas station, the fast food restaurant, whatever? Are you just flushing your life away because you don't know what to do? So we go through priorities, and then we help bring those into alignment, your time and resources in alignment with your priorities, so you get the end result that you're actually looking for.
1: Absolutely. That makes tons of sense. I know it's so easy to get caught up in our habits and the modes of living that we fall into. What do you say to people to help shake them up and make them realize that maybe what they're doing right now isn't going to get them that sort of impact and that legacy that they desire?
2: Honestly, there's a simple rule that applies everywhere. You've probably heard of compound efforts. The compound effect by Darren Hardy is a, is a book, but compound interest is something that's really easy to understand from a mathematical perspective, but it applies in every area of your life. What we do is we say, look, this is, we're going to pretend that interest, we're going to call whatever interest in your family, your faith, your fitness, your finance. We're going to sit there and say, does the compound effects of your behavior look like? Where does that lead to? And so I am really good at helping people see 10, 15, 20, 30 years in the future and where their habits will lead them. And then bring that back and say, are you okay with that? Are you okay with the future that you're building? And if you're not, what do you think would need to change to do that? Now, some people, they literally have no idea. They've never thought about what would need to change. And those people, I give a little bit more guidance based on my experience of helping other people and what they've changed. But a lot of people, This is the interesting thing about humans. We know what we need to be doing. It's not like somebody needs to come in and tell you how to do better SEO, how to post three times a day on Facebook, how to market your services, how to, we all know how to do it. The question is, are we aligning our priorities with what we are perceived is going to give us the biggest return on our efforts in our relationship. We know how to have a good relationship, love the spouse or love the other person, treat them well give them their love language, whatever that is, we know how to do it. But do we always do it? Or are we selfish and just thinking about ourselves in the moment, looking for immediate gratification rather than delayed gratification. And so bringing those into alignment is really the solution to all of your stresses, specifically financial stress, you can be really happy and not have a lot of money, or you can have tons of money and be miserable all based on are you building it with the end in mind? Are you being intentional about why you're doing what you're doing? And so I would stop worrying about trying to get money, start figuring out yourself, and then that's when you really become financially free.
1: Yeah, it's really all about just figuring out what's most important to you and spending your time doing that because nobody on their deathbed ever thinks, boy, I wish I had a higher dollar amount in my bank account, right? I've never met
2: anybody who says that And
1: Yeah. As you have been working with your clients to help them shape their own legacies, how has it helped you to redefine or has it the legacy that you want to leave behind?
2: Yeah, so that's a good question. So for a long time, I've been honing in what it is that I really remember or, or what I really feel like I want to be remembered as. For a long time, I was focused more on actually how I want to be remembered. At this point, I don't even know that I care to be remembered, but more importantly, that the principles and the habits and the character of who I am, that gets trans to hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of people And that they choose to live better lives because somebody they knew lived a better life, because somebody they knew lived a better life, because somebody they knew me, right? So I don't know that my name needs to be attached to my legacy. But if I am remembered as somebody who helped others believe in themselves, that they had the power to create whatever they wanted to create in their life, I'd be happy with that. But really, I'd be happy if rather than just remembered that I did it, that they actually applied what they learned from remembering that I did it.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. There are so many people who are remembered, but is it always the best reason that they're remembered for? And when you can leave behind that set of principles and values, then even if your name is forgotten, like you said, you continue to shine through all the people whose lives you've touched.
2: Yeah. I mean, some really wealthy people that you probably don't know are involved in every aspect of your life and some people have heard positive things negative things doesn't matter but the rockefellers most people we all know chase because they named a bank after themselves they went the very public route of rebranding their family so chase is everywhere but the rockefellers are equally as wealthy or more wealthy in fact there's some studies that say that john d rockefeller was richer than any person that's ever lived in the world ever right but all of his wealth you don't really see his name that much but they're in all of the oil industry all of the pharmaceutical industry like all of those different industries were created because of the wealth that that one person created and they didn't just create the wealth but they created a guidebook of how they wanted their wealth to be transitioned past them and the values that they wanted the people who are using their wealth to endear and propagate throughout the world. So they've been able to have multi-generational impact to their end, whether you like it or not, it doesn't matter. The fact that they were able to do it consistently matters because then if you wanna do something different than they did, you can do the same principle, the same method and get the same result of setting yourself up to create a meaningful legacy, multi-generational. And that's really what's exciting is it doesn't matter whether you're remembered or not, both people are having a big impact in society.
1: Yeah. And that's a great point. You don't have to have the same values as somebody else who's come before and done it, but you can still follow the same system and then use the wealth and the money that you create to fund the world that you want.
2: Yeah. And and that's what, I mean, you see it happening right now where you have the Soros's of the world, billionaires funding their political and social purposes. And then you have Elon Musk, Funding his political and social purposes. And you have Donald Trump funding his social and political purposes. So everybody's got their own little angle, and there's a bunch of billionaires playing games of trying to corner out attention of the masses and whose ideas, precepts, concepts are going to win out. I don't know. But at the end of the day, if everybody died, if those leaders died, their belief systems have been instilled into their companies. It's been instilled into every aspect of everything they touch that it's going to be really hard to kill the identity of those people. You could maybe kill them physically, but, or not kill them, but they're going to die eventually. But their identity, their concepts, the way they thought, the way that they branded themselves, love Trump or hate Trump, he's an incredible marketer. He's incredible at it. So just take the same playbook and run it for whatever you want to run it for. If you want to do the exact opposite of him, do that. But run the playbooks work. work. Why, pre- why try and recreate the wheel when the plays already work?
1: Yeah. And that's always one of the things that I think most entrepreneurs find is so key to their growth in business is at some point they realize they shouldn't be out there trying to do everything for themselves. They need to invest in help, coaches, mentorship, whoever it is, somebody who's been there before and can show them all the mistakes and and give them all the shortcuts.
2: Yeah. And if you're starting a business or maybe you already are an online entrepreneur, or maybe you're just an entrepreneur and you're not online, you're listening to this. And you feel like you're in that area where like you want to take the next step, but you haven't ever thought there was value in investing in yourself. You've just always been dumping money into your business. Here's the thing. I've seen lots of businesses go bankrupt. The thing that they can't really take away from you is what's in between your two ears, six inches between your two ears. That's yours. So I think the best investment, if you're like talking about where should I value or try to level up always level up yourself. As you level up, everything you touches level up, levels up as well. So that's what I would encourage is leveling up yourself, hiring a mentor, hiring a coach, hiring somebody that you vibe with, because there's lots of people with great information, but really it's all the same information. So you got to go find somebody who delivers it to you a way that you can receive it. And actually you're going to take action on it. because at the end of the day, at least personal development was, we're all basing it off of very similar books that have been around for decades at this point, every book's been written on the coach. That's right for you, but personal putting money into yourself, you are the asset. And once you become a business owner, and when I separate a business owner versus self-employed, a business can run with or without you. Even at that level though, if you keep leveling up yourself and your identity, then you're either able to do one of two things, take the business that you're managing to a way another level. Or you're able to go start multiple businesses because now you have the bandwidth because you've learned how to control yourself, your time, your energy, your emotions, all of those things and focus on what's important and what needs to be done, what needs you versus what can somebody else do? How can you delegate authority or positions to be able to manage businesses without you? And that's a big step, especially when you're looking at like online businesses, how do you remove yourself from the equation as fast as possible so you can get on to the next one?
1: Absolutely, Sam. That's great. So crucial. I have a few questions I want to ask you about where you're at in the business now. But before I do that, can you tell us all one of your, or or I guess the biggest personal financial goal that you have right now, setting the revenue numbers and all that aside in the business, what's one thing you'd really love to achieve for yourself on a personal level financially?
2: Yeah. So it's kind of interesting one. About a year ago, my little sister, she passed away from chronic myeloid leukemia she's 27 years old been married twice divorced twice it's just a kind of crap show but she passed away and i really found the value of life insurance and like having life insurance a will trust like making sure that you're structured properly because she was single she was a minimalist she didn't have a lot but it was still a lot of work to settle affairs even though she had not very much to deal with so yeah. the importance of protection is so valuable and so it's something that I'm really passionate about, helping people get the proper protection on their life and, and their families. And so one of my personal financial goals is to have at least a quarter of a million dollars life insurance policy on every one of my known family members that like are either immediate cousins, aunts, uncles. So based on what I've done, my calculations, that would be about seven grand a month to, to fund all of that. But yeah, I like I'm pretty committed to making that happen because that's it. And then the next thing for me is to retire my parents, make sure they never have to worry about money again. They raised 11 children. We're all awesome. We all have businesses. I think that they paid their dues. I'm grateful for them. And it's time to give back.
1: That's amazing. I love it. Those are some great goals, really meaningful. Okay. Now tell me about the business. I want you to imagine that your business is like a hose. And the cash coming into your business is the water that flows through it. Now, we all know a host can kink over itself and slow off that flows. So what would be the one thing that's keeping more cash from flowing into your business right now?
2: Keep, keeping more cash from flowing in? Yeah. Yeah, honestly, it's time management. Working from home has been interesting, really good in a lot of ways. But I really like spending time with my kids. And sometimes it's hard to say, oh, I'm going to work, even though it's like clerical stuff that I know needs to get done. And choose to prioritize that over playing with my daughter who's one, or my kids saying, "No, I got to get this stuff done," or waking up earlier, getting it done before they all wake up. Like it's really just time priority management and time management for me right now. My priority is my kids, and so I think if I shifted that or was more intentional with my time, I could still have both. But I'm happy with my income and I'm happy with my life. So, it's, do I push for more income? Is that worth the stress? Or am I really happy with where I'm at? So it's a constant battle. And as you mentioned earlier, you're going to reassess legacy and what's important to you. Often. I do it about once a quarter. I say, hey, am I still on track with what's fulfilling me or do I need to make shifts? There's no, you're never gonna have a perfectly balanced life. It's about, can you be balanced enough in the seasons That everybody feels valued and taken
1: care of. Absolutely, yeah, Sam. I think I have a good sense of what the answer is going to be to this one because you've already talked so much about how important family is to you. But tell us all what financial freedom really means to you. Let's say you get to that point in your business when you are able to totally step away if you want to, and you're making as much money as you need, and you can live the lifestyle that you want. What are you doing with your time then?
2: Yeah. So let me back up a little bit. So time is is interesting. So time freedom and and financial freedom. I used to have a different definition of this until probably 6 months ago, maybe not uh-huh. even that 3 months ago. I used to think that time freedom meant I could do whatever I want. I finally had freedom to just let and be super spontaneous and do whatever I wanted. And that financial freedom meant I had so much money that I could just do whatever I wanted, buy whatever I wanted, spend wherever I want, whenever I want, however I want. What I learned is that financial freedom is really having enough money that somebody else is no longer dictating to you how you spend your money, but that you are in control of allocating it. Here's the thing about energy in in general, energy that is not controlled will return to chaos. And so same thing with financial services or like finances. If you make a bunch of money, but you don't direct that money, it's energy and it will just return to chaos. It will disappear unless it's directed otherwise. So financial freedom is not having enough money It's about getting to a mental state in which you are in control of where your money's going rather than having the bank or somebody else being in control of where your money's going. Same thing with time. I used to have a super open calendar because I was like, ah, time freedom is me not having anything scheduled. That's not time freedom. That's misery. Time freedom is I get to determine where and when I'm going to be. I'll give you an example. I had a chance. I have a chance, but it is what it is. My sister's getting married on May 4th. They're having a Star Wars wedding. It's going to be awesome. Okay? (laughs) I was also given the opportunity to go down to California and spend three days with some army rangers and a billionaire teaching us how to think like a billionaire, okay? Over the fourth, fifth, and sixth. And that's part of my career. What if I had to go spend time with a billionaire? And you might be like, what do you mean had to, right? What if I had to go spend time with a billionaire before I would get fired versus being able to go say, you know what, I'm going to choose to step out of that one. And I'm going to go be at my sister's wedding. That's financial freedom. I don't have to go spend time and level up myself financially. I have enough money, time and resources that if I chose to do that, I could choose to do that. Or I could choose to go be with my family. Ideally my own, my sister only gets married once. I get to choose that's time, freedom and financial freedom. Most people don't have that. They've got to work. They have to work. Even if you're self-employed, sometimes you have to do stuff, even though it's not convenient. Having time freedom, and financial freedom is about being able to be in control. It doesn't mean you don't have responsibilities. It doesn't mean you're not accountable to things. It means, are you in the one in control or is somebody else in control of your life? And that's what I would say both time freedom and financial freedom mean to me.
1: Awesome, those are some very wonderful distinctions and well thought out. I can tell you spent a lot of time mulling over that. Okay, now tell me inside of your business for this year, if you could get one thing accomplished, before the end of December. What is that one initiative?
2: You know, that same billionaire, he says there's about five one things in your life, right? I think of my life in five areas, faith, family, fitness, finance, fun. So trying to limit it to business alone, I'll do my best. I think my business goals right now is I want to duplicate myself at least three times. So I need to find three other leaders that are running a similar system and and running as much production as I am. So if I could duplicate myself three times, that's the one thing that I'm working every day to do, find the leaders and, and develop them into somebody who's a contemporary rather than somebody who's always in training perpetually.
1: Awesome. Yeah. And that's the way you build yourself out of your job and go to from having a business that you own, but have to be in to one that you own and don't have to be in. Awesome. Okay. So for anybody out there who wants to connect with you or learn more about what you do, where's the best place for them to go for that?
2: Sure. Best place is samnickerbocker.com. So that's spelled S-A-M-K-N-I-C-K-E-R-B as in boy, O-C-K-E-R.com. And on the front page, you can really scroll through the whole thing and all the links are on the front page. But if you want it more segmented, I've got the Fuel Your Legacy page. That's my podcast and my book, Fuel Your Legacy, The Nine Pillars to Build a Meaningful Legacy. You're free. You're free to download it there for a in exchange for your email, or if you'd like to just go buy a copy on Amazon, you're more than welcome to do that as well. And then also something that changed my life when I first was starting my business was I would listen to podcasts all the time. So I was like, it's free mentorship, free coaching. And it is, but it's general and generic. You have highly specialized experts like myself, but you also are getting a general thing. I don't know your specific situation Person who's listening to this. So what I would rec- what somebody offered was a, a complimentary 30 minute coaching session with them, so that we could level up. And when I heard that, I was like, "There's no way they're offering this for everybody." But just in the off chance I could qualify, I went on their website, I signed up, and it actually happened. They actually got on the call. They actually answered my questions, and it changed my life about what I believed about myself. She helped me go from not feeling worthy to understanding that I was of infinite worth and that I could accomplish much. She quadrupled my income in a 30 minute conversation. This coach did, like it completely changed my life. So ever since then, when I come on as a guest, I want to offer the same thing. So on the contact page, you're free to schedule a complimentary 20 minute phone call with me. I'd love to see if I can make as much change in your life as she made in mine.
1: Amazing, love that, and thanks for paying it forward and appreciate you offering that to everybody out there. Sam, it's been really great to have you on the show. You've had so much value to share with me and my audience. Uh, it's been a real pleasure. Before I let you go, any piece of advice or parting words for the entrepreneurs out there? Just believe in yourself, man.
2: It's it's not going to get easier necessarily. Like life is life, but when you change your perspective and start to enjoy growth then your life is more meaningful, fulfilling, and happier. So just believe in yourself. You absolutely can accomplish anything you put your mind to, literally anything. And the reality is, what you are where you are because of your thoughts. If you want to be somewhere different, you got to think differently. And having somebody, mentor or coach, help you analyze your blind spots to see how you could think differently could just be the difference between where you're at or quadruple your money.
1: Love it. Sam, it's been a blast uh, to everybody out there. If you've had a blast as well, please go ahead and subscribe if you haven't had a chance to do that yet. And leave us one of those five-star reviews. It helps us a ton get the word out to more entrepreneurs. And if you're a six figure plus online entrepreneur out there and you want to come be on the show, we would love to talk to you as well. For that, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. Sam, thanks again.
2: Yeah, thank you. And
1: I love being here. Awesome. Everybody out there, we will see you next time. Ciao.
0: If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances, and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers, lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need,